What's up, guys, and welcome back to Back Pocket Topics. I'm Cooper. And I'm Scott. Um, and today, uh, we're going to be giving you guys our predictions for the best teams in the Western Conference this year in the NBA. And if you're watching this episode, that means that our predictions for the best teams in the Eastern Conference are also up, so make sure to go check that out as well. Yeah, and just a quick reminder, this, these are not like regular season standings. They're um, the best teams in the league. We're just doing our top 10, like if the playoffs were in one month, what teams do we think are going to uh, play the best in the playoffs? And that's going to start off with our number one team in the West, the reigning NBA champion Golden State Warriors. Chuck. Despite any um, off-season practice debacles with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, um, I think that in the grand scheme of things, the Warriors on paper and what they've proven are just miles ahead of every other team in the NBA right now, honestly. Like, Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Clay Thompson wasn't as good last year, but he's still a solid player. He's still an, an above-average, sub-all-star level player. You've got Jordan Poole, rising star. Draymond Green, all-star level player, one of the best defenders and, like, passers for a power forward um, in the NBA. And just overall, this offensive scheme is incredible. And with Draymond running, like, the point of this defensive scheme, they're one of the best defenses in the, in the NBA. And... We know what the Warriors are, so we don't really have to talk about it that much. But, yeah, they're well-coached, great on offense, great on defense. And in my notes, it says these words exactly. Deep as fuck. They are, they are so deep, dude. Like, literally on their bench, they have Dante DiVincenzo, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga. Right now, they got Jordan Poole coming off the bench. They've got Andrew Wiggins as a starter. They've got Moses Moody, who's been looking good in the preseason, just in general, this team is so deep. They've got Kevon Looney, too, as another great player um, to play along with their stars. And just like, damn, this team is so deep, so well-coached, so good on both ends of the floor. I just think that they're, without a doubt, the best team in the NBA right now. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, I, the Warriors are just levels ahead of every team in the Western Conference, for sure. I do think the Bucks could definitely give them a run for their money um, in terms of like my favorite to win the title. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I mean, you said pretty much all there is to say. Uh, Steph Curry is obviously amazing. Clay is still a solid player. Jordan Poole is on the rise. Draymond does what he does very effectively. But I think that one thing that a lot of people like kind of forget is James Wiseman. James Wiseman is a super, super talented young big man. He can uh, make plays on the offensive and defensive end of the ball. I think that the development of young players, Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, is also getting overlooked for the Warriors, and they're going to end up being key rotation players. You mentioned they brought in Dante DiVincenzo. They did lose Otto Porter and Gary Payton from their uh, championship team last year. However, I do think that their young players are going to be able to step it up, and the Warriors are just going to stay where they usually are, right at the top. Yep, they're going to just keep going in stride. But, yeah, let's move on to the, the, the number two team in the Western Conference. Cooper, I'll let you start us off. <clears throat> yeah, uh, for my second best team in the Western Conference, I have the Denver Nuggets. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, everyone knows they've got um, the reigning MVP. Well, he just won back-to-back -back MVPs, uh, Nikola Jokic. And... What Jokic does on an NBA floor is probably, in my opinion, one of the most impressive throughout the league, just one of the most impressive players to watch because he might not have that insane explosive athleticism and he might not be 
shooting the lights out from three, he might not be a crazy rim protector. But what I think he does is just elevates his teammates in a way that not many other players in the NBA are able to do. He does a little of everything. He scores, he plays defense, he dishes the ball out, like I mentioned. Last year, they had a pretty weak supporting cast. But this year, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are both expected to be 100% healthy for the season. And those are their second and third best players. And the Nuggets were still able to get the sixth seed in the West last year without them. Um, I mentioned those two guys. The rule players are kind of meh, but they do have, um, they signed Contavious Caldwell-Pope. They've got Aaron Gordon. And I really think that this year is going to be, be a breakout season for Bones Highland. It's going to be a sophomore guard. I think he's really, really talented. He's got a deep bag. Um, and I think that the Nuggets are going to be really, really good. Uh, yeah, I think offensively the Nuggets are going to be insane. I just think that they might have a couple of um, – they're not going to be the best defense in the NBA. Like That's fair. I, I think on paper – even if you look on paper, their best defender is probably Aaron Gordon. And Aaron Gordon is only one guy. Like Everyone else in that starting lineup is way more offensive focused than they are defensively. And I think if you want to – like with how competitive the West is and just the NBA in general – I think that if you want to be, like, the second-best team in the league, then um, I think you're going to have to be a little bit more of a two-way team. Um, but, yeah, I think that I have Nuggets at uh, three, so, like, it's not, like, having that much lower. I think they're still an incredible team. Nikola Jokic is insane, one of the best passers in NBA history, especially for a big man, the number one big man passer of all time. And But, yeah, this will be a decent segue into my number two, actually, I guess, because my number two is an incredible two-way team. And my number two is the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, like it. So Love it. We all know they have not exactly been as successful as they've wanted to be with the duo of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, with Luka just sending them off in the bubble and then an injury-riddled season um, for the last year. And then – but when they're healthy – this team on paper is incredible. And just the vibes I'm getting from this team right now are incredible. Like, just that video of John Wall, like, dancing, dude. Just, he even got Kawhi to laugh, dude. Like, this team is, I'm just feeling it. This team is, this is going to be a big year for this team. And I love it, dude. Like, they've got, they're an amazing, tough two-way team. Like, the Clippers are one of the toughest, like, physical teams in the league. You've got Marcus Morris, who's kind of a dirty player, but... He's a physical, tough defender. You've got good you, – you brought in John Wall. You have Norman Powell, who's a really talented scorer as well. Luke Kennard's a very efficient three-point shooter. Nicholas Batum's a great two-way player. And then Robert Covington. Oh, my gosh. Robert Covington's one of the best two-way players in the league at one point. He might not be quite up there now, but he's still a very good two-way player and definitely a great, um, a great player for this team. And then, obviously, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, two both top ten – players in the league. Paul George might have a little bit of an argument to be like 12, but like still he's a superstar. And then like Ibiko Zubats, I think is a little bit underrated. Honestly, he's a, he's a pretty, he's a good rebounder. He's a solid rim protector. But like, yeah, this Clippers team, I just get amazing vibes from, from them. I like them a lot. They're my number two team in the West. If they can stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, as much as I do love the Clippers, I think that the last part that you did add on about if they can stay healthy is definitely a big part. But I am glad to glad to see all the love that the Clippers been getting because I love Kawhi Leonard. I love Paul George. They're both obviously you mentioned two great two way players, which 
you don't really see as much in today's NBA where the stars are pure two-way talents. Um, and you were just mentioning all the role players. Like, I wrote down a list of, like, some good bench pieces that they had, like Luke Kennard, Robert Covington, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson. And I didn't, I didn't even get all the way through. I didn't get Marcus Morris. I didn't get Zubac. I didn't get Batum. That's how deep their bench is. It's crazy. And in our Eastern Conference video, we talked, like, just how important having good depth is in the NBA, especially once you get to, like, deep playoff runs. And that's something that the Clippers have. And it's really, really, really impressive that they were able to stack it up like that. And I think they're going to be really, really dangerous. Yeah, barring any injury to, like, Kawhi or Paul George, they have the depth that in, by the time the playoffs come around, they should have a good team still. And, like, they're not going to be completely riddled with injuries like they have been in the past. Right, and they're definitely, like, a good team. Like, they're one of the reasons why we pushed for making this video not a standings prediction, but just best teams. Because, yeah, Kawhi is someone who likes to load manage. Maybe Paul George might not play all the games in the season, but it doesn't It doesn't matter. They're just going to be fresh legs for the playoffs. Exactly. So were they your number three team? Yeah, they were my number three. Yeah, so do you want to talk, talk about number four or should I? Uh, you can go. Okay, so my number four team, I don't know how much you agree with this because I you were talking a little bit beforehand and you were kind of – you just briefly mentioned that you couldn't see them at all, like winning a championship or something. And I don't think I can really see them winning a championship, but they are pl- a playoff-proven team. And Luka Doncic is one of the best playoff performers of the past decade. The dude – Luka, Luka Doncic is different as an offensive player, dude. He create he, he's very ball dominant, but like there's no one else on the scene that's going to take the ball from his hands, so he can be ball dominant. The dude is one of the best playmakers in the NBA. He's an amazing scorer, can score on all three levels. He's three point shooting used to be a, a, a slight flaw of his, but like he has like he can make some of the most incredible shots possible. Now he's and, out. Yeah, exactly. The dude, he, he's one of the he's one of the best offensive players in the NBA, and he definitely has that Whoa. big factor. What? Best defensive? Offensive. Oh, I was going to say. One, of the, say. one <laughs> of the best offensive players in the NBA. I was, I was about to say. Defensively, I would probably give him a slight positive. Like, he's def- I think he gets a little bit too much shit for his defense. Like, I think he's a solid defender like I don't think he's yeah and he's not like Devin Booker who in the past has not been great he's not like Trey Young definitely not no. he's not like Bradley Beal or so those guys like he is a, a slight positive defender in my opinion and then like it's nothing nothing special yeah and yeah this team definitely lost a lot of like they lost um Jalen Brunson to the Knicks which is probably going to be a pretty substantial um loss because Apart from Luka, they don't really have too much offensive firepower. So when Luka comes off the court, like their offense is probably going to stall. But I th- like they still have Spencer Dinwiddie, who's solid. They still have Tim Hardaway Jr., who's a decent shot creator every once in a while and can put up probably 14, 15 points a game. So it's not like they're completely lost without them. But then what I really like about this team is I, th- I like their defense a lot. Like honestly, like with guys like Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleber and Josh Green. I think that um, they are three of the most underrated defenders in the NBA, especially Maxi Kleber. And, like, this defense as a whole is, like, last year they were they were really good and were able to, um, because of those players, they were able to perform 
well on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that should continue this year. Like they don't have like their big man. They don't have Dwight Powell anymore. They, at least I don't think they do. And they're stuck with JaVale McGee and Christian Wood. And Christian Wood, I don't know how well he'll be able to play winning basketball, but he is a good offensive piece. And JaVale McGee is a solid lob threat and a fine rim protector. But like, they definitely do have some holes and if injuries can do it. But at the end of the day, I just think that um, the team is well coached. And I think that they, at the end of the day, Luka Doncic is amazing. Luka Magic is going to lead this this team far into the playoffs, no matter what. I think he's just got that it factor and it shows. Yeah, um, I 100% agree with everything you said about Luca specifically. Um, I mean, he's a generational talent. He's my pick to win MVP this year. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he's he's great. But I I just don't think they're they're just they don't have a good enough roster to win a championship. And I'll talk about them actually in a while. It's gonna be a while before I talk about them. Just a little sneak peek. <laughs> but um, I'll I'll get more into it later. However, uh, my pick for the fourth best team in the West is the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. So the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies were a team last year that everyone knew was just a young, electric group of guys that were super, super fun to watch. But I'm not sure many people took them seriously. They had a good record in the regular season, like solid. But I'm not, I'm not sure anyone really thought that they had a legit shot at winning a title. Um, but I think this year it definitely could be different. Uh, John Morant is probably, in my opinion, the most exciting player to watch in basketball just because it's super entertaining to watch him like try to dunk on anyone and everyone. Um, yeah, and acrobatics in the air, like acrobatic spin moves yeah. midair like he did against it's the crazy. Bulls last year. Yeah. Um, and along with Ja, they got Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams, two, I don't know if I'd call them dominant big men, but two very, very solid big men to have. Uh, and they also have, like I mentioned, like it's just a super young core group of guys that's like grown up in the league together and they're continuing to emerge as like this collective unit that like, I don't know, it forms a sense of camaraderie, I feel like, and it makes them stronger as like a core. Um, last year, we saw like, Big, big strides from guys like uh, Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks, who emerged into two very, very good like supporting cast members um, on the Grizzlies. And I don't know, I I just think that the Grizzlies are really solid. Like they they don't have a ton of holes in their roster. I feel like I think they're pretty good, except maybe a little bit of struggles with uh, on ball defending like guards and stuff like that, but the rim protection is pretty solid. They've got good rebounding, all that. Um, I did write down as a little note for myself. I'm kind of interested. It's going to be interesting to see if um, rookies Kenny Lofton and David Roddy get in a little bit and are able to carve out like a little, a little minutes here and there. Cause yeah, they're I don't know, I feel like Kenny, Kenny Lofton is a very intriguing prospect for sure. David Roddy too. He's a six foot five, like two hundred fifty pound dude. Like yeah. David Roddy's a big body as well. I feel like he's not getting talked about enough, but yeah. Um, I have the Grizzlies at six, so I, I'm just gonna briefly talk about them because I don't sure. really have much not much to add on. But like they're my sixth team, like mostly just because I like the teams ahead of them a little bit more. But like you, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said about the Grizzlies. They they have that strong like team chemistry. They have that strong defense and like. Are, while having like 
Jaron Jackson Jr. as a great 3 and D player, a great um, rim protector, one of the better defenders in the NBA. And then with John Morant being just John Morant. But like, and they're very competitive last year and they do have a lot of depth. So in, in theory, they should be really good. But like, I don't know, I have them at six. I think they're a really good team. I just like a couple of other teams a little bit more. But yeah. Yeah. And the one main thing I feel like you could definitely argue about this team is just like scoring. Like, yeah, they have Jaw, but after that, there's a pretty significant drop off among like any real super big offensive threats. Yeah, and I guess this kind of segues me into my fifth team because I do think this team has a very good offense and a very strong scoring repertoire in general, like from many different guys, not just one guy, and that's the Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns are a team you kind of see all over the place. I've, like the NBA themselves rank them in, as like a top five team overall and like the number two team in the West or something, which I think is a little bit high and a little bit um wild but uh i think that the suns are a proven team that have like a really good coach and like veterans all across the board and they've been in the playoffs and they well they a they've been very successful in the regular season which like yeah regular season whatever but like it's still impressive that they are like the ones they were, they were the one seed last year yeah and then um they go in and they just lose to luka Doncic because luka Doncic is incredible but um I think that the Suns are a really good team. They were able to keep DeAndre Ayton, which was a huge keep uh, thing for them. Like, if they weren't able to keep DeAndre Ayton, then they'd definitely be way further down this list. But I think DeAndre Ayton is one of the best young players in the NBA. He's an all-star level player. And he's a 20 and, 20 and 12, 20 and 11 guy who's going to put up incredible efficient numbers while, like, being a solid defender. He's definitely more of an offensive-focused big man. But he's still a strong defender, a strong positive defender. But paired with Chris Paul, Chris Paul's just able to set him up really well. And just Chris Paul just likes using big men in general. And yeah, and then Devin Booker. Devin Booker, I think, is a little bit overrated. Like when people were saying, oh, Devin Booker's the MVP. Oh, Devin Booker's the best shooting guard in basketball by a mile. Devin, yeah. Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell, that's not a debate at all. Devin Booker clears him. Like, I think Devin Booker's good. I think he's a top 15, 16, 17 player, but I don't think he's. Uh, top 10 player. I don't think he's was ever in the MVP conversation. And I think that he's closer to Chris Paul as a player, like them being equal rather than him being like a top 10 player. Like I think Chris, I think they're both in, in that like 15 to, I think Chris Paul's in that 20 to 25 range probably. And then Devin Booker's in that like 13, 14 to 20 range of yeah. player. And like, I think they're a solid defensive team, but they do lack a true superstar like I was talking about before. Like, they don't have a Luka Doncic. They don't have uh, a Giannis or a Steph Curry. Like, they're, they, but they do have a, a really good um, offensive scheme in general driven by Monty Williams. And I think that they're just a strong offensive team overall, but they just don't have that, like, go-to it factor guy. But I don't know. I think they're the fifth best team in the West and will probably do really well in the regular season again. And then lose to the Nuggets or something in the playoffs. Yeah, um, I agree with a lot of the things you said. I have the Suns one lower. I got them at sixth. So I'll touch on them a little bit later. But I do want to say that, like, I I agree with you. I don't think that – I do think Devin Booker is, like, pretty overrated by, like, just the the normal, typical basketball fan. Um, But I will say that, like, some of the MVP talk, like, made a little bit of sense. I mean, if you're the arguably the best player on the best team in the league, 
like it makes a little bit of sense to get some MVP attention. Um, but just out of curiosity, I'm kind of curious, like who you think the best shooting guard in the league is? Well, I feel like we, we might have the same opinion. So it really depends on whether or not you consider Paul George a shooting guard. If you consider Paul George a shooting guard, it's Paul George. But yeah, that's a, yeah. If you don't consider Paul George a shooting guard, then I think it is up to debate. If I'm predicting James Harden to take a step up, so I'm assuming it's going to be James Harden this year. But if we're just going off what they did last year, the best shooting guard in basketball, assuming, because I kind of think, I think I think of Paul George more as a small forward, even though he has played a lot of two, but that's just because of the Lakers, the Clippers, um, roster in general, but I think of him, if he's, a, if he's a small forward, then I think the best shooting guard is Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell, like they're neck and neck, but like James Harden, I think is going to be the best one this year, if, if almost again, if Paul George is a small forward, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say, like, I consider Paul George to be the best shooting guard in the league. Yeah. Just, yeah, like, just a little, mm-hmm. yeah, just a little Agreed. side topic. Agreed. Um, yeah, as my uh, fifth best team in the West. I've gotten a little bit of hate for this take. I a lot. I've talked about these rankings with a lot of people. My friends always make fun of me. Think I overrate this team. Got the New Orleans Pelicans as my fifth best team in the West. And you're making a face at me, but I here. I'll, I'll set the stage for you, Scott. Last year, when Zion, it was initially reported that Zion might not play the entire season. So he was like too fat or whatever, and like foot surgery and all that. Um, people just assumed the absolute worst of the Pelicans, which at the time I will say is pretty is valid. Like they had just lost Lonzo, they only really had Brandon Ingram as like their main offensive guy. Um, but later in the season they ended up trading, making kind of a surprise move to go out and trade for CJ McCollum, and they ended up sneaking into the playoffs and. Honestly, even gave the Suns a run for their money, who was the number one seed, and they were the eighth seed. Um, flash forward to today, and Zion fully healthy, hundred percent back from what I'm from what I'm seeing. I believe. I mean, it's what he looks like too. Yeah, Yeah, it's been pretty iffy so far throughout his career to like fully assume that he could play a full season. But like, um, if in a world where he does. I think that a fully healthy Zion can cement himself as a top 10 player in the league this year. And I don't even think that's that ridiculous to say. He was an all-star. His last full season that he played, he was an all-star, averaging 27 points, shooting 60% from the field. It's pretty pretty freaking good. You don't have to justify that take to me. Zion Williamson is an incredible player. He was a top 15, top 16, 17 player the last time he was fully healthy, like, I love yeah. I love me some Zion. He's his, no, defense, yeah. his defense sucks, but as an offensive player, he's one of the best offensive players. It's an, off, in the it's an offensive league. It's an offensive league. It's fine. <laughs> um, to get back into my tangent, uh, the starting lineup has got Brandon Ingram, who I mentioned, CJ McCollum, Zion, three really really gifted scorers. That that's three guys who can get you, I don't know, upper twenties. Like maybe not. They won't all average that, but they all have the capability for going off of for 30 points any given night. Um, you've got Jonas Valanciunas at the five, and then depending on where everyone else fits in, I think you see Herb Jones at the three, who Herb Jones doesn't get talked about that much. He has the potential of being an uh, all-NBA defensive player this year. He's that good at defense, and he's only going to be a sophomore, I believe. It's going to be a sophomore season. 
Um, the bench isn't great, but I, I think it's better than people like make it out to be. They've got guys like Larry Nance. They've got Devontae Graham, who can probably be the main scorer of that second unit. Jose Alvarado, who's a pretty good uh, on-ball defender. Um, they've got Jackson Hayes. Like I, I, I don't think that their roster is that bad as many people make it out to be, as you're kind of making a face. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, okay. I'm not. I'm not making a face. I don't think this. I don't think anything you're saying is wrong. So okay. Yeah. No. I. I don't know. I just feel like the Pelicans. They've got that mix. They have the star power in their big three. They have the defense, like I mentioned, Herb Jones and Alvarado. They have rebounding. And most importantly, I just feel like they have, like, the scrappiness and the heart to, like, really make every game that they play competitive. And once you get to the playoffs, that's what really sets it apart. The Pelicans aren't going to be a team that's just going to roll over when they play the top dogs. And that's why I honestly believe that they can go out there and compete with the Warriors in a seven-game series. If you give them a no, if you give them a full season, by come playoff time, I would not be that surprised if the Pelicans make it to the finals. Okay. Um. So, our friend Andrew has a prediction that the NBA Finals is going to be the Cavs versus the Pelicans. Yeah, not bad. And and my brother said that that was absolutely ridiculous. And that if that happens, he's paying for Andrew to get tickets to go to those games, like every single one. So I don't know about I don't and like I agree with my brother on a lot of stuff. So I think that the Pelicans are a really good team. I have them at seven. So like I don't think it's ridiculous. I just think that like your final everything you said was right, but I just think you're apart from I think that you're overrating their defense a little bit because. I think that um, apart from Herb Jones, like I think that um, Jose Alvarado is a fine defender, but he's he's not locked down. Like the dude just gets a bunch of highlight steals and plays his ass off. But like he's really small. He, that's important with, though. That makes a difference. Yeah, playing no, his ass off. That's like Caruso. But Caruso's I mean, like six not six. A, Caruso's like six six yeah, and really true. long. Okay, that's really, fair. But I'm just saying, like in terms of effort. Yeah, no, it, it definitely matters, and it's definitely going to inspire his teammates to get. To, put forth a lot more effort too. And if this team is competitive, then who knows? Maybe Brandon Ingram is actually going to be a solid defender. But like, if we're just going off the information we have right now, Brandon Ingram is a negative defender. CJ McCollum is a negative defender. Zion's a negative defender. Jonas Valanciunas as a center is probably, he's a negative defender when you compare him to other centers, but like, because he's a big man, he's going to be a slight positive. But like, he's kind of like, he, he's like Vooch in that same way. How like, they're, they're both like not great defenders. Like, uh, Jonas Valanciunas is a better defender than Vooch, but like it's not by some substantial margin. And they just and like Jackson Hayes, who'd be their backup center, he's more of an offensive guy too. Like he's a great lob threat and like a really explosive, fun player. But really he's not, athletic. Yeah. yeah, he's so he's so much fun. And this team is going to be so much fun to watch. Like I want to go to a Bulls versus Pelicans game this year. It would be so much fun if, if they can all stay healthy. But like, yeah. Um. And plus, I got Larry Nance Jr. flyer as well. Like, this team's going to be dunking everything. But they just don't have that much defense. And I think that, in like I said before, when we were talking about the Nuggets, um, this team just doesn't have, like, when, if you want to be considered a top team in the league and be an actual contender, you need to be at least a little bit two-way. And I think this team's probably going to have a bottom 10, bottom 8 defense in the league while having one of the top offenses in the league. 
So it's just going to be a little bit, it's going to be interesting. And I, I think that your, what you said was right, but I think that you, in my mind, it felt like you went like one plus one equals three. Like you said the right things, but like, I think that your ranking is just a little bit too high, but like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, think trying that, to get I a little so. bold, mix things up. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. But so I do really, genuinely, I do genuinely believe they're a really good team. Yeah, no, they're going to, I think they're a good team too. I have, I have seven, like I said, like sure. they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. So I'll let you go with, I think, have you said your sixth team? That was, no, that the Pelicans were my fifth and my sixth who you already talked about a decent amount. I had the Suns. Um, I mean, they're, they still have a great backcourt CP3 D book. They're obviously two very, very talented guards. Um, I, I really like Mikael Bridges. I'm a fan of his game. I think that he plays really, really good defense, and he's like kind of the anchor of that defensive unit because he could typically he guards um, he guards like the other team's best player most of the time. Uh, obviously, he's not going to do that if it's like Joel Embiid or like yeah, someone like that. Yeah, but um, he, yeah, he does what he needs to do, and he does it well. He's not as much like Draymond, but like he has a set role on the Suns, and he plays it like really well. And he's like part of the reason like. Why the Suns were a 60-win team last year. Like, that's really, really impressive, obviously. I just, I don't know. I feel like that all the things that I've heard about the Suns since the end of their playoff run last year have been all negative. Like, Aiden, obviously, it's good that they kept him, but there's clear tension there with the front office, with the coaching staff, all that. Um, there, I also saw their shopping, Jay Crowder, who's probably like their... I don't know, fifth best player maybe behind like the the guys that I already mentioned. Something somewhere around that range. I'd probably take Cam Johnson over him. Sure, and... but he's one of their key role players. Yeah, for they, sure. Obviously, yeah. And what he's a blue guy. Yeah, so I feel like that's pretty concerning. I don't think the bench is anything special really. I don't know. I I think that twenty twenty one against the Bucks was their like real big chance to get a title and they just like they blew it. And I don't CP3 is just getting older. D-Book is good, but I don't know if he could be the best player on a championship team unless, like, everyone else around him is really, really talented. Like, if the Suns had, like, the Clippers bench, like, yeah, they'd be a great team. But I just feel like their window is kind of closing. And if you keep trying to run it back with the same roster and you keep getting the same results, something's obviously not working. Yeah, you mentioned that their window's closing. And I agree that it's closing, but it's not closed yet. And there's a reason I have them fifth and not like second or something like the NBA, like the official NBA account has or whatever. Like, I think that, I think that, yeah, their window is closing, but I think this is like their last chance year. And maybe some, a part of that's going to be like, oh, inspire, oh, CP3. I don't want to be CP0 rings anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to go and like play my ass off. And this is my last chance. I'm maybe like, this window's closing. Let's go. But like, I don't know. People like, have been saying that for years. Yeah, they're not exactly like they're not a like they're not a great contender, but I think they're they have a better chance than like the Pelicans or a better chance than the Grizzlies. But that, I think they have a worse chance than the teams I listed ahead of them. So like I don't know, they're not like my favorite contender. They're my favorite team, but I think they're a top ten team in the NBA probably. So I have them at five in the West. But, yeah. uh, who is your sixth place team? Six was the Grizzlies. I already talked about them. Okay. Um, my sixth place team, I mean, I already, I mean, no, I just said, yeah, the Suns. And then at seven, do you want to go with seven first? 
Oh, I already talked about seven. I talked about the Pelicans when you talked All about right. them. So uh, my seventh place team was the Mavericks. I mean, once again, it's just going to be Luca carrying a pretty shitty roster. I feel like that happens year in and year out. Um, really disappointing offseason. I mean, they went out and their big move was going out and getting Christian Wood, who, yeah, like, is, is, he's solid. He'll be able to help offensively, but, like, defensively is nothing really special. Obviously, they lost Jalen Brunson, which, like, I, I, I can defend that move. I don't know if I'd pay that much money for Jalen Brunson, but... Since they lost Jalen Brunson, they're going to end up like having to rely heavily on guys like Spencer Dinwiddie and like who's good and like Tim Hardaway Jr. to be like big like supporting members and like the maybe like third fourth options on this team, which is like all right when you have Luca who's like an MVP caliber player. I just don't think they have enough to win a title. That's fair, but I, I think they're just. I think they just are going to make a lot of noise in the playoffs because of Luka. So that's why I have yeah. them ranked that high. But, like, yeah, they're probably not a serious contender, but they, I think they're going to make a lot of noise. So that's why I have them at four. But, yeah, moving on to my eighth best team. I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think that they're – with the addition of Rudy Gobert, like, I think Rudy Gobert and Cat is going to be a very interesting duo. Like, it's a good it's thing It's going to be weird. It's gonna be good, weird. Yeah, it's a good thing Cat can space the floor and shoot because having two guys, two like dominant centers like that, like I think that'd be a little bit weird. But like if you think about it, if the um, Timberwolves can kind of play, make like a defensive scheme similar to that of the um, Celtics, like they don't have as good guard defenders, which is gonna make this hard. But like if they can just keep Gobert in the honestly no, Gobert is a better perimeter defender than Cat. So, I don't know. It's just I was be- going to say, like, if they do that and keep Gobert down low, or if they keep Cat down low, I'm just not sure if the opposite guy is going to be able to keep up with all the rapid switching. Yeah, like, like Gobert is a really good um, perimeter defender for center. And, like, he's definitely a top-five perimeter defender as a center. And he gets a lot of shit for, um, like, getting exposed by Steph Curry on one player, getting exposed by Trey Young. Like, oh, my God. He's supposed. He's not supposed to guard those guys. Like, yeah. oh, it's, like, yeah. He's obviously gonna look really awkward and really bad going against them. But like, if you actually watch him play, then he's like, like on the app. Like, if you switch him on to like, um, I don't know. I'm just gonna name a random name. But let's just say, switch him on to Demar Derozan for like, just he's gonna survive. He's not gonna get embarrassed every single time. It's not gonna be an automatic. It's gonna weekend. follow him. Mm. If we're being, if we're being realistic. Well, that's just because Demar like does sixteen million pump fakes every single time he touches the ball. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting duo. I think it can definitely work. But I'm going to be I'm going to be interested to see how they um, uh, do it. Like onto other parts of this team, um, I think Anthony Edwards is probably going to have a breakout year because Ant has literally everything you want in a star player. He's athletic, he's strong, he's a great shot creator overall. He can pet like on all three levels, he's can one of the strongest attackers in the um in the in the NBA. He has a mid range game, he has a three point game. He's improving as a passer, I feel like. And like you've got D'Angelo Russell to be your main playmaker and passer. And D'Angelo Russell is definitely a solid passer there as well. And I just but I don't think that this team has that much depth nor or experience, which is just gonna hold them back in the playoffs in general because because of that, so, uh, so, and I think that 
Um, Gobert has been exposed in the playoffs before by like getting him out of position. And I don't think that I, well, I do think that's been overblown because people are just like always trying to find a way to hate on Gobert. Like when you have Gobert and Cat on the floor at the same time, it's going to be hard to, um, it's going to, it's just going to be really weird. I'm not sure how they're going to pull it off. So like, I'm just a little tentative, but they do have a lot of talent on the roster. I love Anthony Edwards. So I have them as the eighth best team in the West. Yeah, um, I think all the stuff you said was pretty fair. I mean, I don't know. I I do think that, like, yeah, it will be weird having those two guys out there on the floor at the same time. But what I will say is that not a lot of teams and maybe, like, next to no teams, except maybe, like, the Bucks, are really going to be able to, like, contain them defensively. Like, it's going to be – I don't know. I feel like most teams – don't have they might have one like good rim protector that can guard a dominant center, but not two of them, and that's definitely a big difference. Uh, I have the T Wolves at nine, so I'll just get into what I think a little bit. Um, I agree with the stuff you said about Anthony Edwards. He's just I don't know. It's like we're watching a superstar just emerge like right before our eyes. He's yeah, he's obviously a dog. super talented. Um, yeah, D'Angelo Russell is still solid. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, I think, is a name to watch. He's like a he's a young player that I think is going to emerge, and he's going to have to emerge defensively because other than him, there's not really that many. He might be the only guy on this team that could guard like a a LeBron or a DeMar DeRozan or a Kawhi Leonard, like those forward types. Because other than that, they have the rim protection, but other than like they don't have any on ball defenders. I feel like. Yeah, um, and, and Jada McDaniels are going to have to step up as defenders. Yeah. And, and the bodies for it, so. True. Uh, and other than that, like, I, the roster is just, it's okay. Yeah. I do I do think this is a team that is going to win a lot of regular season games, though, strictly because of that big man duo. Yeah. So who do you have at eight, then, if you have them at nine? Um, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. Um. I feel like every single move the Lakers make, every time anything happens, even if it's, like, the littlest tiny story, it gets blown up into proportions just because, like, out of proportions, um, just because, like, they're the Lakers, and that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, Everyone loves to clown on them, too. But I think that the potential is definitely there for them to be a pretty solid team. I'm not sure if it's likely, but I think it's possible for them to be a a pretty pretty good team. Um, I mean, obviously, they have the second best player of all time in LeBron. Um, they have AD, who's, when he's healthy, he's capable of being a top 10 guy. And he was arguably, I mean, him and LeBron were like neck and neck. He was arguably the best player on that uh, bubble championship team. Um, the problem for him is obviously staying healthy, but yeah, it happens. Um, if they can figure out all the Russell Westbrook drama and some of the Patrick Beverly stuff, like, I don't know what exactly their plan is on playing those two guys, who's going to come off the bench, whatever. Um, I think they could be really good. And I don't know. I feel like last year's team had hardly any help outside of like their main star players, but this year they've got pieces like Dennis Schroeder, um, Juan Anderson, Thomas Bryant, Kendrick Nunn, Lonnie Walker, and Troy Brown, which is definitely a better bench than what they had last year. And Austin Reeves, he's solid. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I really think this team's going to be, like, 
boomer bust. Like if everything goes right, I could see them being up there in the standings, like being out of the playing tournament, like having an actual like set playoff spot. Or I could see everything just going to shit and they're like horrible. But I think that just just having LeBron and Anthony Davis like gives you enough talent to win a title, which is something I'm not sure that I could say about the Mavs or like the Suns or the T Wolves. So that's fair. And like just to like add on to your point of like what this team could be like fun about like I think the main thing that the Lakers lacked last year was they just lacked heart. They lacked, like, it felt like they weren't trying, like, so many. Like, I went to a Lakers game in person because I was in L.A. Uh, last year, I went to a Lakers-Timberwolves game. And the Lakers just looked so lazy and so, like, like none of them were trying. Like, it just seemed really stupid. But, like, one thing that Patrick Beverly is going to bring the bring to this team, he's going to bring them energy. He's going to bring them heart. He's going to reinvigorate this, like, entire team and like apart from Russell Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is has an ego whatever but like the rest of this team like we already I saw Westbrook get, Westbrook gets too much hate in my opinion but the, he, he does get hate but like it's not it's, it is fair that like he doesn't like Patrick Beverly and that is true yeah and like that's not gonna gel well like and in that clip that went viral like yeah I think they just tried to paint Russ in a bad light but like at the same time um, this also, like, goes back to, like, what I'm saying about Patrick Beverly, like, inspiring this team. The dude was a really vocal leader, and he's, like, collecting everyone together into a huddle. Even LeBron is listening to him, and, like, he's going to help lead this team and inspire them to actually try, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like, I don't know. I just think that, like, if AD can stay healthy, then they're going to blow my rank, my ninth ranking out of the water, which I have them ranked. Right. Exactly. But, like, if AD's not going to be healthy, or if, even if he's just going to be, like, 80% all year because he's, like, playing injured or whatever. Like, this team's just not going to be, like, the team that they could be, and I just don't have that faith. So, I don't know. I do think a lot that might have had to do with the effort, this might be, like, kind of a generalization, but I know going into the season last year, like, the Lakers had, uh, on average, like, one of the oldest rosters of all time. And I do think getting young guys in there, like all the role players that I mentioned, um, could definitely bring a little bit of a spark just in terms of energy and effort given. Yeah, I agree. Um, so are we moving on to our 10th teams now? Because you did your 8th, I did my ninth. Because uh, we already talked about the Timberwolves. Are they your ninth? Yeah, the, the T-Wolves were my ninth, and I already talked about them. Yeah, So we can move on to 10. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my 10th team is the Portland Trailblazers. And I think, like, I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that Damian Lillard can have a bounce back here because I love Damian Lillard. I think he is a really fun player. He's got such a versatile offensive skill set when it comes to scoring the basketball, when it, whether it comes from pulling up from 30 feet or driving in and dunking on someone. Like, he's one of the most fun players to watch, and as a result, he's one of the most fun players to play with in, NBA, in 2K. So... Um, I don't know. And then, like, Anthony Simons is, like, set to replace CJ McCollum and just take that off-ball guard role, and I think that he showed improvements last year. And they just had a lot of good defensive depth. Like, when they added Jeremy Grant, Josh Harding, Gary Payton the second, like, they're just, they're just getting a lot of good role players. And hopefully, if, as long as Damian Lillard can take a step up, like, they can definitely be fighting for that, for a spot in the playoffs in the playing tournament. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I had the Blazers as well. I, I just feel like they're one of those teams that's always like 
they're in, they're always in one of those weird limbos where like you don't know if you're trying to compete or if you're trying to get a good um, draft pick. Like I feel like they're one of those always one of those fringe teams, not in like their prime when like Dame and CJ were like really really talented. They had a solid roster. Not that they're not talented anymore, but I mean like when they were better. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they're they're one of those teams that's going to hover right around the eighth spot. Where like yeah, I mean I guess you're you're making the playoffs, but like you don't have a real shot of contending. Like I feel like that was the same with a lot of those Bulls teams that had like. Jimmy Butler as, like, the number one option and, like, Dwayne Wade and, like, Rajon Rondo that one random year. Oh, yeah. Um, where, actually, if Rondo hadn't gotten hurt, they might have beaten the first-seeded Celtics, but whatever. It's fine. It's a yeah. conversation for a different time. Um, yeah, I mean, the Blazers over the offseason obviously signed Dame, big contract. They brought in Jeremy Grant. They brought in Gary Payton. Um, two moves that obviously show you they're trying to win for now. Which is like, yeah, I mean, good. Go try and do, like, get yourself a ring, I guess. But the best possible outcome I could see for them is a first-round exit. They're just trying to like, sell tickets at this point. Yeah, I mean, the roster is not that bad. It, it's not horrible. Um, I don't know. I, I think we've seen a lot of promising things out of Anthony Simons, who you mentioned. Um, and I can see, I can give a shout-out to my friend Nathan on this. He loves this guy. Um First-round pick, Shaden Sharp. I could see him having a really, really good, like, rookie of the year caliber season. Um, he's got all the tools that it takes to be a talented, like, really solid player in the NBA. Um, and he's going to be exciting. I just don't – the Clippers – or Clippers, sorry. The Blazers just aren't good enough to do anything substantial. Yeah, I completely forgot about Shaden Sharp. And he's been balling in preseason and stuff. So that's going to be exciting, like – yeah, but that's all I've got. So yeah, for sure. Um, this wraps up our uh, predictions for the best teams in the Western Conference. Uh, thank you guys for watching. And as I mentioned before, if you're watching this and you haven't checked out our Eastern Conference video, go check it out uh, or listen to it on Spotify. And yeah, yeah. Thank you for watching and subscribe and um, subscribe to the channel. Obviously on, if you're watching on YouTube, follow the Spotify, rate it, follow our Instagram account. Like, yeah, just plug in everything. But yeah, thank you guys for watching and we hope you have a great day, morning, night, wherever you are. But, yeah, yeah. And good, good luck to your NBA team this season. See you yep. guys later. See ya.